0: I had, I had to give a presentation uh, on, uh, what day was that, Kelly? On my anniversary, I'm celebrating 15 years of marriage. I know, I know I only look 21, but I have been married for 15 years. I got married at 21, my wife was 19, and uh, some would say that's too young, but God had a plan, amen, and Kelly said to me uh, last night, 15 years, and she's still not sick of me. So, oh, just so, just it's so romantic. You know, what every husband wants to hear. I'm not sick of you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, if you need any marriage advice, come see me. I've got it all figured out. And <laughs> I'm joking. I do not. Anyway, so I had to give a presentation. Uh, I'm doing a school of leadership with Jesus Culture. And we were in uh, my second year. And we had to give a presentation, a 10-minute presentation uh, of a sermon. And uh, I don't know if you've been here the last few weeks, but if you want to go on the Spotify, you'll see that they're about 50 to a one hour long. So I tried to communicate a sermon in 10 minutes. Uh, Fair to say the feedback didn't go too well. Uh, (laughs) Wow. And uh, so I've got 25 minutes on the clock this morning. That's why I'm speaking really fast. And uh, I take the feedback on, but I also want to leave space for the Lord. Um, But apparently it's good for me to be able to communicate clear and fast. Everyone's amening. Amen. Everyone say amen It's say like, Okay, so we're gonna go for this this morning and uh, feedback's good, by the way, even if it doesn't feel right at the time. Feedback's healthy and uh, we can always grow, amen? Even though I've been married 15 years, there's still things I can learn. Come on, we're always growing, we're always learning, we're always processing, right? And so it's good. So uh, really excited about the message this morning. We have been talking a lot about faith. We've been talking about Hebrews eleven 6. We've been talking about a fork in the road that we can either choose complacency and apathy or we can choose to walk the road of faith. Amen. I don't have time to recap, guys. I've only got 25 minutes. You've got to come with me this morning. We've been talking a lot about that. And, and so what happens in that moment is we can be stirred and rightly so, we should be stirred. We should, we should be thinking along the lines right now of like, what can I do for God? Uh, what does faith look like for me? How do I stay out of spiritual apathy? How do I stay hungry for the Lord? Because I don't want 2022 to be a holding pattern. I don't want 2022 to be just whatever happens. I don't want to start anything in case things change. We are not basing our life on what has happened in our external world. Amen. That was a recap of a one-hour message, so you're, you're welcome. We are not. We are not trying to to just hold on. God is on the move. God has not put His plans on. On hold, He is not released through the New Zealand Herald. God tells every son and daughter, "You're calling is on hold until we sort out COVID. Come on, we, some of us are living like that, but it's not true. God is still moving. And if God is still moving, guess what, our, what the church needs to be doing? Moving, amen. We're in faith. We've got another room open finally. And uh, so it's gonna be good. So all of this can, can have the tendency, right? For us to get stirred up and be starting to ask the question, what can I do for God? Can, can I just show hands of how many are feeling that way right now? Four people want to do something for God. Amen. <laughs> Preaching the wrong message this morning. I, I, I honestly believe, even of your lack of response this morning, I believe in the heart of every person, there is a desire to do something for God to be used by God, to, have a, to, to be significant on the earth, to live a life that brings God honour and glory. I, I believe if, if that wasn't for you, you wouldn't be here this morning. The fact that you're here tells me that you are hungry to do something for the Lord. Amen. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a, a, a paradox this morning because we are not in this world to do something for God. <laughs> we are not in this world to do something for God. We are in this world for God to do something through us. This this is where it can get can get weird. We are not in the world for God to do something to do something for God. We are in the world for God to do something through us. And there is a huge difference of for and through. Because we get stirred and we're like, what can I do for God? What can I do for God? What can I do for God? And it's a performance. It's some kind of thing. And I remember when I was a kid, um, even from a young age, I remember sharing my kids the other day, I remember reading the Bible when I was like five or six and there was flames behind this verse that I was reading. And I never took note of what that was. Give me a little bit of grace. I was five years old. But I remember reading it and I remember seeing flames behind it. It freaked me out. I shut the book. I remember reading about Moses and Noah and I'm like, I just, wanted, I just feel like I'm called to do something great for God. I still feel like that, by the way. And I think every person should feel I am called to do something significant. The problem we have is when we start going, what am I going to do for God? That it gets weird. Yeah? I remember having these these aspirations to do something for God. And to be honest, nothing really amounted to anything. No matter my desire, my passion, my, my zeal to do something for the Lord, I never really did anything for Him of significance. Am I preaching to anyone this morning? I don't know if you've ever felt like this. I want to do something for God, but nothing, there's no real fruit there. But I'm passionate, I'm zealous, I want to do something for Him, but I'm not really doing anything for Him. And I remember when it all changed, when I went to Tiana, I've shared this story like a million times, so I'm going to try and highlight it. Going to Tiana and encountering the Lord and realising that God was inside of me. And I remember being in my bedroom encountering the love of God. And I remember this was a season of just receiving God, receiving everything that He's done for me, receiving what Jesus has done on the cross. And those times were the most fruitful times of my life. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to let you in on the secret. It's because I allow God to move through me. I'm jumping over restaurant counters to pray for the bartender who has a sore foot. I'm getting words of knowledge for the waitress who has got a smile on her face. And I hear the Lord say, she's putting on a brave face. I, I, I hear the Lord say that. I ask her, are you okay? I feel like there's something going on with your family. Turns out her father's really sick. We get to pray for her in the middle of the restaurant in Invercargill. Now, I was not doing that for God. I wasn't thinking, God, what can I do for you in this restaurant? That's weird. It's a performance. But if I live a lifestyle of through, God moves through me and there's fruit that remains. Am I preaching this morning? Come on. Give me an amen. Or I'm going to the next room. It's way better in there. Way more responsive. So there's a big difference between for and through. Can I just give you the definition of through? Moving in one side and out the other side. Come on. Moving in one side and coming out the other side. What are we called to do on the planet? We are meant to let God move through us, in one side, out the other. We're a vessel. And this is where I think as Christians we've messed this part up because every other religion, even though they're serving a, a dead God or a demonic God, understand being a vessel and allowing and channeling channeling a spirit through them. Now I'm not talking about New Age, but I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about everything through Christ and through us. We are not on the world. We are not in the world to do something for God. We are in the world for God to do something through us. Can I get an Amen this morning? This all started because I'm I'm, reading the, uh, I'm listening to Tozer and reading my Bible and he says this one line has nothing to do with the message, but he says, we are judged on what, what, what we allow God to do through us. And I was like, that sounds weird. I thought we we're gonna be judged what we did for God. No, we're not judged for what we did for God. We're allowed, we are judged for what we allow God to do through us. And that is completely different because a lot of us are running around sporadically trying to find something to do for God. Instead of just allowing God to flow through us. Amen. Through is a lifestyle. Come on, if you're taking any notes this morning, I can see everyone out with your pad and pen right now. Just hungry for the Word of God this morning. Through is a lifestyle. For is a performance. I'm gonna say it again to someone amens. Through is a lifestyle. For is a performance. Amen. Amen. Through is a lifestyle. I allow God to move through me. It is a surrendered life. It is God you have me at any time, any place, move through me. Four is my terms. Four is my Sunday. Four is when I feel like it. Four is my own idea. Four is my ability. Four is a performance. And God is not after your performance. He's after your life. John 15 talks about abiding in Him. That we are the branches. He's the vine. Branches only ever produce fruit when the life of the vine flows through them. The picture that Jesus has given us, he even goes on to say this amazing, really deep theological point point, that without Jesus, without Him, you can do nothing. Amazing. Just, Just sit on that for about three months. Without Him, you can do nothing. What does that mean? I can't, I can't stand, I can't walk. No, you can't do anything of eternal value outside of Him. You can't do anything outside of Jesus and produce eternal fruit. Now, the way that a branch produces fruit is by staying connected to the vine. That's what I would explain through being. Well, the life that is in the vine is flowing through the branch and producing fruit. Well, did that, can you see how this, is, how this is working right now? Through Christ, through me is fruit. Now, who gets the glory for that? Not the branch, I'll tell you that right now. The branch should stay connected to the vine. That's what I mean by through. Now, when we talk about four, this is what I see four being. Four is the branch disconnects from the vine and then the branch tries to produce some kind of fruit and then present it to God and say, bless this. Like the best way I can explain it is like the Grammys, right? Every person gets up and they say, I dedicate this to God. Well, let's just hold on a second. We celebrate that and we're like, oh, they gave all the glory to God. No, I wanna challenge your thinking this morning. Christianity is not about you living your life and then giving acknowledgement to God at the end of it. Yeah, I'm just gonna let that one sit. (laughs) Christianity is not you living your own life, producing some kind of fruit, and then at the end of your life saying, God, I give it back to you. It's like an acceptance speech. You say, well, I did all this for God. No, you didn't. You, You became an actor for your own selfish reasons not every actor, most of them that say it's for God, and and, and I'm using actors, but you can use yourself in there. You chose to live your life how you wanted. And then at the end of your life, you think you're going to produce this to God and say, God, I did this for you. I do not want to be in that position because I'm not going to be judged on what I did for God. I'm going to be judged on what I allow God to do through me. And so I can't just live my life and do whatever I want and then at the end of it, just say, God, it's for you. No, it was never for God, it was for me. And then I just wanted God to bless it. That's a performance. That is not Christ through you. That is for, that is a performance. And this is what what freaks me out. It's the disconnect that happens when we get into, I'm gonna do something for God. It's literally a disconnect from the vine I'm going to try and produce something and give it back to one, But I don't know, I'm not, I'm not like a, 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 what are they called? A person that knows about trees? A tree person, a tree hugger. I'm not one of those. <laughs> but I do know a cut off branch does not produce fruit. It only produces fruit when it's connected to the vine. And that's the difference between doing something for God and doing something through God. It's through and through. It's Christ through you. Is this making sense? It's actually unbiblical. It's human attempt to impress God. Christianity is receiving through Christ and letting Christ flow through you. Religion is you and your self-effort producing a fruit that you're going to present before the Lord. Ooh. It's human attempt. It's human effort. You should not be asking the question, what can I do for God? You should be asking the question, God, what do you want to do through me? Who oh, can I just give you the good news this morning? That takes zero pressure of you running around trying to figure out what you're going to do for your life. Oh, wait, so I'm not living my life thinking, what am I going to do for God? And I better make sure I've done something for God before I die, because then I need to present something for God. Because if I don't do something for God, God's going to be upset and God's going to be angry with me. Come on my friend, that's a religious spirit talking. When I get to heaven, I'm going to say God God's going to say, "Thank you son for allowing me to move through you. Thank you for receiving everything Jesus did and allowing that to flow through you. That's what I'm going to be judged on. I'm not judged on sin. Jesus already took that. I'm judged on what I did in the body. How I allowed God to move through me. So so take the pressure off yourself this morning to think, "What can I do for God?" And start asking the question, God, what do you want to do through me? Is this making sense this morning? Can I just explain it another way? The temple of God. How many know we're called to be a temple? Come on, if you read your Bible in the last three weeks, you should know that. We are called to be the temple of God. Paul says, you are now the living temples of God. Now, back in the day, let's just say, let's just say this building, right? A temple, a temple, right? What does this temple do for God? What are these walls? Ceiling, fans, what do they do for God? Nothing. They do nothing for God. The temple did nothing for God. The temple was a hosting place of the presence of God that people would come to and God through the temple would fill His people. Oh, come on, I'm preaching way better than you're responding. (sighs) The temple is not doing things for God. Who's the temple? Lift your hand and say, that's me. The temple is not doing things for God. The temple is allowing God to move through them. (sighs) Come on, you're a vessel. You are a dwelling place of the presence of God. And you receive that through Christ and then Christ is meant to move through you. All the pressure of trying to come up with what you're gonna do for God is gone this morning. And all that's left is a relationship and a covenant and a surrendered life. Romans 12.1 says that, that we are meant to be living sacrifices, which is our reasonable service. That looks like through for me. That looks like a temple walking around saying, God, whatever you want to do, do it through me. God, I'm available. I have sacrificed myself on the altar. I'm not alive for me. I'm alive for you. Would you flow through me? That's what Christianity is, religion. will tell you it's about what you can do for God. It's striving, it's performance. It comes from an orphan spirit. It finds value in what it can do. Now can I just preach a simple gospel to you? There's already one who has made an extremely great gift. His name is Jesus. He is the one who went on our behalf and presented the gift of his own life. The sacrifice of Jesus is the gift That God has accepted. He does not need your gifts. Your offering will fall short of the offering of Jesus every single time. What brings pleasure to God? You receiving everything that the gift already purchased for you. You receiving what Jesus has done for you and allowing that to flow through you to others. That's what's bringing God pleasure when His people are connected to the vine. And producing fruit. He is not interested in your attempt to try and produce a gift and a sacrifice. He's after a living sacrifice, someone who's yielded to His Son. Come on. There is a big difference between for and through. I hope this is helping someone this morning. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things for Christ, (laughs) <laughs> I can do all things for Christ who strengthens me. No, 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 please stop. Stop, 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 stop. Do not use that Scripture to try and bless what you're doing on your own accord and say it's for the Lord. <laughs> Come on, what does the Bible says? I can do all things. Oh, there it is. Through Christ who strengthens Me, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Not I can do all things for Christ who strengthens me. Through. This is why this thing gets weird. Because if you think for, that means I do whatever I want. And then I just say in Jesus' name and He blesses it. And then we start praying for boats and trains and I can fly. Well, how can you fly? Well, Philippians 4.13, brother. (laughs) I can do all things. Whoa, stop, 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 stop. No, you can do everything through Christ. What does that mean? And in the context of this, this this is a surrendered life. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do what Christ would have me do. That's the difference. I can do what Christ would have me do through His strength. Not I can do whatever I want because Christ strengthens me. It's been so twisted. Christianity is about what God did for you. Oh, well, that sounds like an easy gospel. Well, gospel actually means good news, guys. Really good news because the gospel is about what God did for you, not what you can do for God. Oh, come on. The gospel is about what God did for you. What did God do for you? Salvation. Now for God would say, I'm going to do something for God and then He's going to give me salvation. Stop it. I don't know who's in the other rooms. I don't know who's in this room, but I'm just going to let you know right now. No one in this room is here because they did something for God. We're in this room because God said something for us. His name is Jesus. And you cannot earn your salvation. You cannot earn righteousness. You cannot earn holiness. You cannot earn your way to heaven. We are not a room full of people who have done great things for God. We have surrendered to a God who has done things for us. And we allow what God has done for us to flow through us. Oh my gosh, you guys get it. Come on. You can communicate a message in 20 minutes. You guys are proof of that. Thank you. I'm gonna give that feedback to Benny and say, look, it does work. <laughs> Praise God. Come on, it's about what Jesus has done for us. I, I, we can't, we can't lose, lose this point of thinking Christianity is all about what, God, what we can do for God. No, it's about what God has done for us and what we can allow God to do through us. Amen. Who? Whew. hmm so through, through feels intimate, right? Being connected, being in the vine, it's, it's intimacy, it's relationship, it's covenant. We all know the New Testament, new covenant that we are in covenant with God, right? Through the blood of Jesus, yeah? It feels intimate, it feels yielded. Anyone ever heard these? Anyone heard these words in the Bible? These are fun. Yielded, surrendered. Led, partnership. That's what through looks like. Through looks like me with my free will, and yes, I believe we have a free will, submitting that will to the Lord and saying, move through me. It's an intentional decision to allow God to move through me. That puts him, as Carrie Underwood said, Jesus take the wheel. Come on, I've got to get an amen, for carry on to it. It means God in the driver's seat and me co-piloting. Four is me in the driver's seat with Jesus in the back. I'm saying, God, we're going this way. And he's like, dude, probably don't go that way. No, but I'm going this way for you, Lord. Oh, okay. <laughs> really? Well, I don't want to go that way. <laughs> That's what through looks like. These are all this beautiful surrendered temple vessel connected to God. All of that speaks of a theology, of a covenant that is through. For is religion. For is us trying to do things for God, right? For, um, it reeks, reeks, that's a terrible word. (laughs) It reeks of self-righteousness. It smells of boasting in the flesh. If you read the New Testament, the New Covenant, you understand that it says that no flesh will boast. None of us are going to go before the Lord and say, God, look what I did for you. And if you think that, please change now. Don't wait until you get there. Like, God, look what I did for you. We, we, we've, got, we've got actual Scripture passages in the Bible that I do not have time to go to today that literally said, depart from me, I never knew you. Oh, but we did this for you. Oh, we prophesied, we we did miracles. These are good things, guys. Come on, if you're going to get a prophetic word, that's fun. Someone's getting raised from the dead, that's awesome. Now, don't ever use the Scripture that we don't do those things. Understand God does it through us. We're not doing it for Him. So if I'm going to go to heaven and present to God and say, God, I raised three people from the dead for you. He's going to say, son, did you do it for me did you do it for you? Because I'm not judging on what you did for me. I'm judging on, did you allow me to flow through you? And I'm really, I'm really it's a sobering thought to actually think how we're going to be judged. Because a lot of us, yeah, I'm skipping ahead. But a lot of us are thinking that we're going to get to heaven and we're going to see all these amazing people who we're like, they just did so many things for God. And I think we're going to meet some other people who are heroes in heaven that we've never even heard of but they allowed God to flow through them. And they were just like good moms. <laughs> they just like helped like two kids out at kids' church and just at a time of crisis, just prayed and spoke a word of the Lord to them. It amazes me that we think we're going to get to God and present these big gifts of what we've achieved. It's going to be about the glory of His Son, Jesus, and what we allow God to do through us. And I believe we need to change our perspective from four to through. Four talks about performance, it talks about striving, it's sporadic. If anyone's ever been there, it's very sporadic. God, I'm going to do this for you. You do this big thing and it just amounts to nothing. Come on, I know everyone in this room can relate that we don't have time to waste. No one likes wasting time. <laughs> Amen? Whew. Like, did David kill Goliath for God? Here is the head of Goliath, God. Look what I've done for you. Or did God move through Goliath? Uh, well, no, he didn't move through Goliath. Did God move through David and kill Goliath? Did Noah get up one day and say, God, I'm going to build you the biggest boat you have ever seen? Look what I'm going to do for you. It's going to be so big. I'm going to get all the animals on it. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to paint it blue. I'm going to call it the ark. We're going to christen it. We're going to have a ceremony. I'm going to bring my family on board. I'm doing this for you. No, 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 no. Noah was obedient to God. God moved through Noah. Noah built an ark. Come on, somebody. This is making sense this morning, right? Come on. You can look at every single person in the Bible. Did, did they do it for God or did God move through them? Good question. Good question. Because I believe if we could meet some of the heroes of our faith right now, they would say that it is not me, but it is the grace of God towards me. I did not do this for God. I did this through God. Christ through me, the hope of glory. Amen. So good. Right. So I've already gone over time. We're 25 minutes. We're 53 seconds over 25 minutes. I'm going to wrap this up. A couple of things I want to leave you with today. A couple of activations. Hope you're okay in the next rooms. Pray that you're encountering the Lord just through Him. Come on. I pray that God's moving through me this morning and I'm not doing this for myself. Amen. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you for your vote of confidence. I want to leave you today with two activations. Number one, I want you to ask yourself this question. God, what do you want to do through me? Everyone's writing this down. <laughs> God, even my wife's not writing this down. She's heard this three times though. It's okay. We're in the spa preaching last night. She said, I don't need to come to church. I said, you need to come to church. <laughs> having a debrief. God, what do you want to do through me? Come on, forget. God, what, what am I going to do for you? God, what do you want to do through through me? Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to give you the answer so you don't even have to ask Him. Good for you to hear, but I'm going to tell Him what you want to do. God. This is simply, very simply put. God wants to move through you. God wants to take heaven and put it through you. On earth as it is in heaven, I want you to pitch your heaven and I want you to pitch your earth and I want you to pitch Jesus right in the middle. Everything from heaven comes through Jesus. And then everything comes on earth comes through us through Christ in us. It's through and through. Through and through. In one side, out the other. That's what that looks like. God wants to move through his temples. God wants to move through his sons and daughters. God does not want His sons and daughters running around trying to do something for God. No, I just want you to surrender so I can do my work through you. Easy. Doesn't that sound beautiful and clear and just gone from striving and it's all about connection and relationship and it's about Jesus and it's just about being surrendered and it's got nothing to do with my ability, nothing to do with my gender and nothing to do with what country I came from and nothing to do with how intelligent I am. It's everything to do with if I can surrender to the Lord and let Him flow through me. This is why every single one of us are in the game. Because you just have to surrender and allow God to move through you. We can all do that. Now, if you think it's about doing things for God, some of us think we're going to do more for God than others. Stop it. How dare you judge another person and compare what God wants to do through someone else? You run your race. You receive what God has done for you and you let it move through you. Amen. Come on, that should be encouraging. <sighs> so God wants to move through you. That's what I can tell you right now. What He wants to do through you? He wants, he wants to be through you. Very simply. So the real question this morning is not what God wants to do through us. The real question this morning is, what does it look like for Christ to move through me? What does it look like for Christ to move through me? Now, this is the one I can't answer for you. We're doing a 50-50 split this morning. I'm going to answer one question for you and you have to answer the other one on your face before the Lord. What does it look like for God to move through me? For Hudson Taylor, it was in inland China as a missionary. For Mother Teresa, it was in the slums of India. For Billy Graham's, it was stadiums filled with multitudes being saved. For Catherine Coleman, it was signs and wonders. For C.S. Lewis, it was writing books. (laughs) Do you see how different all of these things are? Because what I don't want you to leave here today and think, if I allow God to move through me, what happens is I'm like, Corey's here, and then, zoop, Corey's gone. The Lord is speaking now. Weird. It is not a possession. Because through implies my personality mixed with your personality. Christ through me is going to look different than Christ through Todd. And so it should. Because we are not interested in a church where everyone looks like Corey. I know it would be amazing and I know it would just be great. (laughs) It wouldn't be. We are not interested in that. We are not interested in a cookie cutter, um, the matrix, all those dudes in the same suits looking the same, talking the same, doing the same thing. No, Christ through you looks different. And so it should. Because when Christ moves through you, He does not take away your personality. You don't become a robot. You don't switch it out and get possessed and that was the Lord and now it's back to me. No, no. God is interested in moving through His people. And you have different mannerisms and personalities and gifts and God's wrapped you all up so He can move through you the way that He wants to move through you. And you would be doing the world an injustice if you tried to do it like anyone else. So the question is not, how does it look? The question is, how does it look for you? Because success is not what you can do for God. It's, it's success is allowing God to move through you. And I, and, I have to, and I have to explain, I have sh- I've shown men and women who have done great things for God, but they, they didn't do great things for God. They allowed God to move through them who did great things. And we're not going to get to heaven and there's not going to be a place for the preachers and then a place for the single moms. There's not going to be a space for those who had 20,000 followers and those who had three. There's not going to be a section for mega pastors and home church pastors. We're not judged on that. We're judged on whether we allow God to move through us and what did that look like? Because that's success. And if all honesty, if all God wants to do through me is be a loving husband and a good father, I'll do that. I won't leave that calling to chase something else to then present to God and say, God, I did it for you. Like, a, like there's gonna, I, I guarantee this, there is gonna be a special section in heaven for all the old ladies who pray. I honestly believe that. I love old lady prayers. I think they're the most powerful prayers in the world and you'll never see them. I believe those those people who ring you and say, hey, I've, I've actually been praying for you last few weeks. They're not on a platform preaching, but they've been faithful to what God said. And they're allowing God to move through them by interceding on the behalf of others. God sees that as a success. And we, we, we've... In our Western Christianity, we've made a wrong decision thinking success is all that we can do for God. And whoever can do the most is the most, the most honored and, and, and honoring God the most. No, the most surrendered is the one who has actually been pleasing to the Lord. Now that may look like big moments and big acts. This is not for everyone to say, well, I can't, I shouldn't do anything. No. Allow God to move through you. And if God is calling you to do certain things, you do it and you do it with all of your heart. But don't you for a second think that you are insignificant because you feel I haven't done anything for the Lord. If you made a coffee this morning and served and helped people, you're being obedient to the Lord. You're loving your neighbour. You're blessing the brothers and sisters. Now, if you got it in your head that you made it for the Lord, that's weird. Okay? That'll produce something in you that you don't want to happen. Success is allowing God to move through you. We are not in the world to do something for God. We're in the world for God to move through us. Amen and amen. God, thank you for the opportunity to share your word this morning. I pray that every heart and every life is just so encouraged this morning. God, I pray that if we have disconnected from you and are trying to produce some kind of fruit basket right now to present back to you, God, we drop it right before your feet and get reconnected to you. Because, Lord, this is not about what we can do for you. This is about living a life surrendered to you and allowing you to move through us. So God, I bless every heart in this place. Thank you for every son and every daughter. I pray, God, that they would seek the answer from you of what it looks like to allow Christ to move through me. One wonder if you're in this room, the room's next door.